So we realize that our audience is majority over the age of 18. And we're trying to establish a Facebook page because I can guarantee you that the majority of the people who listen to us don't have a Twitter. But here's the problem. We don't know how to use Facebook. I think, how many times have you guys used it in the past, let's say 10 years? I know mine's like once because I deleted it. Kyle, how many times are you? I stopped using it with the exception of finding a roommate like in Okay, so eighth grade was like the last time. Michaela, you just you just like reestablished yours, didn't you? Well, no, I wasn't even allowed to have a Facebook, and by the time that I was allowed to have a Facebook, nobody wanted a Facebook, cool so I just made one this past December. Okay, Megan. I use it to say happy birthday to my aunts and uncles. <laughs> that's that's probably the best thing about it, because I still get reminders about like who's I forget whose birthday it was. Anyway, but we don't know how to use Facebook. Um, Michaela's going to ask her mom when she gets home about how can we... There's so many buttons. We have no idea how to use it. <laughs> this is so sad. Um, so we're looking for someone out there who can help us set up the Facebook page for the egg um, and teach everything they know about Facebook to us so we could run it. We're looking for a Mark Zuckerbot type. <laughs> um, so if you're out there, get in contact with us. You can, you know... Email us at theeggevn at gmail.com. If you're on email, you can DM us on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, if you happen to have a Twitter. Um, so or yeah. you can call Jack at 937 The Justice Department indicted 13 Russian operators and three companies on Friday. The indictment alleges that the Russians cooperated to influence the 2016 election. The operation began in 2012, and the Trump administration maintains that there was no collusion. A gunman entered a Florida high school last week, killing 17 students and faculty. After the shooting, it came out that the FBI had received a tip a month earlier. The tip said that the shooter owned a gun and had talked about shooting up a school. Cassidy Hofacker, senior captain of the girls' varsity basketball team, scored her 1,000th point, one of only six girls in school history to do so. Cassidy and Becca Vine were also awarded SWBL first team, along with District 15 first team. Jack Campbell and Donnie Crouch both earned SWBL first team, and Donnie was awarded co-player of the year for SWBL, as well as District 15 first team. The coach of the boys' basketball team, Donnie Tate, was awarded coach of the year. His team was SWBL's 2018 champions. We are about halfway through the Olympics, and though it would be nice to believe that the news cycle has been centered around broken records and sportsmanship, that would not necessarily be accurate. Here's a little background on the Russian doping scandal. The International Olympic Committee, or the IOC, suspended Russian participation in the 2018 Winter Olympics as a result of the large number of doping cases found during the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi. This year, Olympians from Russia competed under the Olympic flag rather than their home countries. Competitors also had to pass a series of strict tests to determine that they were clean and therefore able to compete. Despite protective actions taken by the IOC, the Russian delegation at the Pyeongchang Olympics announced that one of its athletes has failed a drug test this past Sunday. Curler, Alexander Krushelnitsky, tested positive for traces of meldonium, which is a medicine that increases circulation in the brain and a substance that was officially classified as a performance-enhancing drug in January of 2016 by the World Anti-Doping Agency. Krushelnitsky has already won a bronze medal with his wife, Anastasia Brezgolova, in mixed doubles curling. 
If a second test confirms the presence of meldonium in the Russian curler's bloodstream, the result could jeopardize a possible Olympic win by the country. A positive test result could also mean that the Olympians from Russia will not be able to march under their country's flag during the closing ceremony next Sunday. In response to the latest controversy, the IOC said, quote, On the one hand, it is extremely disappointing when prohibitive substances might have been used. But on the other hand, it shows the effectiveness of the anti-doping system at the Games, which protects the rights of all the clean athletes. On February 10th, 10 Bellbrook student-athletes took part in college signing night. Lauren Redfern is joining us to tell us who all signed. Welcome, Lauren. Hello, Jack. With an equal split of five girls and five guys signing, four different sports were represented. For the girls' soccer team, Cassidy Burita, Audrey Spurk, and Becca Vine all signed to play at the next level. Cassidy and Becca will both be playing Division I. Cassidy going to Tennessee Tech University and Becca going to Liberty University, while Audrey Spurt goes to Division Three Ohio Northern. On the boys' side, Gavin Farron will be playing soccer at Alderson Broadus, a Division II school in West Virginia. The swim program was also well representative with three athletes. Cody Bybee, a state champion in multiple events, signed to swim at Division I Arizona State. Bellbrook's second state champion, John Sampson, also signed to swim at Ohio State University. Cole Hugger, a state qualifier, also signed to continue his swimming career at University of Cumberland. For the baseball team, Christopher Lundgren signed to play at D3 Wilmington College. And Megan Jouse, part of the women's lacrosse team, signed to play at D3 Ohio Northern University. Now, Lauren, I heard you signed with Marietta College. Is that right? Yes, Jack. I'll be part of their first ever girls lacrosse team in school history. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Born December 7th, 1906 in New York City. A computer scientist that helped build the first commercial computer in the United States created the first programming code in English, Rear Admiral in the Navy, recipient of the National Medal of Technology, and posthumously awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Sounds like an accomplished guy, right? Wrong. It sounds like an accomplished woman. She was a trailblazer, representing women in math and science, and her name is Grace Hopper. As a child, Grace was curious, and who wouldn't expect that from a child? But Grace was a special young girl. When she was seven years old, she became interested in the inner workings of alarm clocks. Instead of asking adults questions, she took it upon herself to disassemble seven alarm clocks. Her mother soon found out what she was up to and allowed her one alarm clock to dissect. Her curiosity would later carry her to Vassar College, where she studied math and science as a young woman. She graduated with a bachelor's and obtained a master's and PhD in mathematics at Yale University. For a short time, she taught math at Vassar up until World War II began, and she enlisted in the Navy. She was denied acceptance at first, but she was then welcomed into the Navy Reserves, where she served at Harvard University on the Mark I Computer Programming staff. It was during this time that she coined the term debugging, when a moth was discovered in the computer's vacuum tube, interrupting operation. The remains of the moth are kept at the Smithsonian. In 1949, she was hired as an employee at Eckert Mockley Computer Corporation to work on developing the Univac-1, which was the first commercial computer available in the United States. 
While working on UNIVAC 1, she developed COBOL, which stands for Common Business Oriented Language. This language is the first to use English in programming and is still primarily used in business and finance today. She first retired from the Navy in 1966 as a commander, but was called back into duty in 1972. She retired again in 1986 with the promotion to Rear Admiral. Grace passed on January 1st, 1992, and is buried in Arlington National Park. Quick question. Are you 18? Yeah. All right, another question. Have you registered to vote? Well, if you have, great job. If not, please pick up a form in Mr. Caldwell's room. You have until mid-April to register to vote in the next election. Hey, thanks for listening to us. To find more podcasts like this one, please visit EagleViewNews.com. The Egg is published by Eagle View News at Bellbrook High School and is written by myself, Michaela Pittman, and Megan Malice. Kenny Bills Tenney is our advisor. We record the Egg in the basement of Bell Creek Intermediate. Kyle Miller is our mixer and sound guy. And you can find us on Twitter at The Egg EVN.